What's up, everybody? I'm TJ. And I'm Kelsey. And we are the, the Nashville, Nashville Wine Duo. Duo. You were impressed by the countdown, weren't you? I like the countdown. It's cool. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's another podcast, and yeah. we are so excited for this guest. Yes. Uh, we were introduced to them, this whole idea, I don't know, maybe a year, year and a half ago? I feel like it was last January. Okay. January of 2022. Okay. Around that area. Yeah. 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 So obviously we're in Nashville and we are home to the Tennessee Titans and yep. we were introduced to their wine club. Yes. First NFL team to have a wine club. And uh, we have the man behind the Fours Club, Brandon Chaney. Yes, thank thanks for coming on. Thanks for doing this, man. Yeah, it's great to be here. The Nashville Wine Duo. Yeah. This is, I, I feel like I'm in the presence of greatness. Oh, man. Don't, don't talk like that. I'll go to our heads. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're huge fans of the Tennessee Titans, huge fans of the Foolish Club. Yeah. Uh, the story behind it, which we're, we're going to let you tell because it's yeah, such a sure. cool story. Um. And then not only that, but like these wines are really fantastic. Yes. Um, we first tried them when we went to like a fun gathering that happened that you all invited us to. Yeah, at Nissan Stadium. At Nissan yeah. Stadium. And I, I remember walking in and like just every wine we tried, we were like, these wines are so good. <laughs> so, you know, if you do become a part of this club, like you really are going to be experiencing some excellent wines. And, you know, I, I think that you all really stand behind your product and you believe in it and you have to, you know, if it's this good. Right. So, um, but yeah, we're just, we've loved, we've loved it. Yeah. Every bottle we've tried, we've totally loved. Yes. And we tell everybody about this wine club cause it's, it's really as quality wine. Yeah. So, and just a cool story of being affiliated yeah. with, you know, Nashville and the first NFL team to do a wine club. Yeah. So, so why don't you, um, Brandon, why don't you dive into, kind of your history a little bit and who you sure. are and then how you got in the wine world. And then you can kind of talk about um, the story of the Foolish Club. Absolutely. Well, it's great to be here. So my name is Brandon Cheney. I'm proprietor and CEO of the Foolish Club, but as well as Fairwinds Estate Winery uh, in Napa Valley. So Fairwinds was the fourth winery established in Napa after Prohibition. So we have a long tradition of making beautiful limited production wines um, and it's just been great to share them with, you know, the Titans community. Uh, my history, you know, I didn't necessarily grow up in the wine business. I, I, uh, I did get my roots in the wine business very early. Um, I grew up in Indiana, actually, and my dad was a professor at Purdue University. And one of the great things about professors is they get to go on sabbaticals where wouldn't it be great just to take a sabbatical? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm taking a sabbatical. Sorry, I'm gone for a year. <laughs> and just to enlighten myself. So he was a four street professor. Uh, he's retired now. And uh, but he decided to go to Wales. So I lived in Europe in the 70s um, with my parents and they were a little hippie ish. They drove around in a VW bus. So we toured around Europe and we stopped at a lot of wineries and in Europe as a kid, you know, you get a little splash of wine with dinner. So I started kind of developing my palate at a young age, actually said, Hey, I thought it'd be cool if I would collect some wine as an eight year old and then keep <laughs> it until I was my twenties and, and then open it up. And, you know, I just thought that was so cool when I was a youngster. So I did it. 
I had maybe 12 bottles of wine that I accumulated when we lived overseas. And when I finally opened them, they were terrible. But first of all, they were <laughs> way too old. <laughs> and I like stored them in the sunlight and you know, all those kind of things. But that was my introduction to it. Um, but out of uh, college, I, you know, I moved out to San Francisco, I went to Indiana University. And I kind of had that. It was right when the dot-com stuff was happening. So I started a public utility company, ran that for 20 years. And when I sold it, I'm like, you know, I wanted to pursue something I had, you know, a lot of passion for. And so I was able to purchase uh, the historic winery, Fairwind State Winery in Calistoga in around 2015. So that's how this whole journey began. And, you know, from there to how the Foolish Club was developed is an interesting story. You know, one of the things we have at Fairwinds is because we're one of the oldest wineries in Napa, we're grandfathered in for a lot of the entitlements um, that a lot of the other wineries don't have as far as number of visitors. And so we decided to focus on building a direct to consumer following of the wines that we make. And when the pandemic came around, we're like, you know, we could have more visitors than anybody else, but it didn't matter. No one was going out and visiting wineries. So um, we decided to look for new ways to share our wines. So one of the wine brands we created, and there was a family tie to the Titans. So uh, Jennifer Keeler, who you met, is my fiance. We're getting married in September, which is fantastic. Yeah, we're going to get Mauied in, in Oh in, yes. <laughs> so we're going to head out to Hawaii. But um, so uh, Jen's great grandfather. So she's Cherokee Indian, and Jen's great grandfather was chief of the Cherokee Nation, which. Um, you know, it's fantastic learning all that history. And it turns out that that uh, um, uh, his name was W.W. Keeler. His sister um, was um, married into the Adams family. So Jen's great grandfather was Bud Adams's uncle. Wow. And so there, there are all these stories about them going down and, and doing the Houston Oilers and going to games together. And so when this thing all came about, you know, working with Amy, um, you know, they're Cherokee, their family's Cherokee, and just the, the heritage there that we really wanted to share these beautiful wines with the, with the Tennessee community and create something that's just really special. So that's kind of how it all came about. And, and that's why when you look at the wines that we have, it, it's all about, you know, the story of the Foolish Club. I don't know if you've, you've, uh, if you know the full story, but, you know, Bud Adams and Lamar Hunt, uh, but Adams was in Houston and he really wanted to, to, uh, to have an NFL team and Lamar Hunt, who the Hunt family now owns the Kansas, Kansas city chiefs, but they wanted to have one in Dallas. So they went to the NFL and the NFL said, no way, for whatever reason, I don't know if there was a personality conflict or whatever it was, but they said they weren't going to give them franchises. So they got six of their buddies together and they created, and they said, let's create our own league called the AFL. And that's where uh, the Foolish Club started. They called themselves the Foolish Club. Those eight original owners of the AFL teams, that was one of the founders was, was Bud Adams of the Houston Oilers. And it was a self-proclaimed uh, kind of nickname for themselves because they were taking on the NFL at their own game. Now, of course, we know, you know, shortly thereafter, the, the two leagues merged and created the Super Bowl. And so the brand's really all about being a maverick, going after mm. your dreams, you know, bucking the system and doing things that, that they say can't be done. 
So it was just fun kind of diving into the history of, of the Tennessee Titans and the Houston Oilers are a big part of that. And of course, Bud Adams and, and the Adams family. So it's just been a lot of fun creating these labels. And, you know, in Tennessee, you know, the, the one I have in front of me is, is our Bordeaux blend that we, was part of our first release. We're going, this fall will be the fifth release of the Foolish Club. And the first, one of the first wines was called Rough and Dressed. And which is this one right here, which is in my glass. What's kind of neat about that is we did some, you know, some uh, looked into the history of Nashville. You know, Nashville used to be a big timber town, you know, making lumber. Mm. And so they used to float the logs down the river and pull them out and, and, and you know, process the lumber into fine timber. And they would sell that timber either, either rough or dressed, meaning either a smooth cut um, or a rough cut. Um, so we just thought that was a great tie into the history of calling it rough and dress, which also has parallels to a football team. You need to be right. rough, and, rough and tumble, but you also have to be, have great sportsmanship and have those, those, the, the fine uniforms and everything else along with it. So anyway, it's just been a lot of fun. We've, we have, uh, nine wines that we've released into, uh, the Foolish Club collection and we just love it. It's been so much fun. Oh, we love it. We love the bubbles. The boots is amazing. The rosé, uh, the Chardonnay. I can go down the list of all the ones that we've tried and, and just, oh yeah, these wines are phenomenal. So, Thanks yeah. for telling that story though. So cool. I mean, yeah. just hearing about all that and like, yeah, it's been interesting since we've been doing this podcast, how much, I mean, especially like wine and spirits and we did it, we did a beer one yesterday but it's really interesting how every one of these is tied to like a lot of history yeah, and um, a lot of local history and, you know, yeah. and uh, local history and yeah. And just looking at what other people have done in the past and years and then trying to give homage to people and, you know, carrying on a legacy. And I think that's a lot of what y'all are doing too. And I'm just like, it's interesting because we keep seriously, we keep hearing these stories over and over again. And it's like these people that see the, uh, the passion from, people in the past and wanting to carry on names and ancestries and um, the heart of people of America. And, uh, you know, and I think that this is, it's an American brand and that's really cool. And where you're carrying on things of Cherokee people and people from football that have like been trailblazers, you know, and um, that those people did something and that, you know, it's having, it's having an effect on the future. That's so cool to me, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah, it's neat. Well, the other neat thing about this brand is is it was important to Amy that this wine brand would give back to the community as well. So a portion of the proceeds from the wine sales support the Tennessee Titans Foundation, which helps the local community too, which is, I think, really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know they do a lot here in, in Nashville for sure, so... Yeah. What has been the response from the football community, you know, because when you think of, you know, the football crowd and wine, you know. You think more of beer. <laughs> right? So, well, that's well, what has it been like? You know, the, the, the thing about fine wine is, you know, listen, it's, it, you know, fine wine isn't for everyone. I think everyone can appreciate it. But, you know, sometimes people love beer, they love bourbon. I don't think they're mutually exclusive. And I think wine brands in themselves are about the stories behind them. And, mm -hmm. and so, you know, you're not always going to wear your Tennessee Titans jersey to a fancy dinner party. But if you could bring a really nice bottle of Cabernet or Bordeaux blend, 
now the Titans are part of that conversation at a different level. And they should mm -hmm. be because they're interwoven into the community. The history is fantastic. And, and, and that's what it's about. It's about storytelling. That's what our lives are about. So we can tell stories about anything. And I think, the, you know, the fan base in, in uh, Tennessee is just unbelievable. Um, and we've, the reception has just been, it's been overwhelming. We have, we have, you know, the club is robust. Um, and we've, we also have some ability to do some really cool gifting options. So if you visit the website, which is foolishclub.com, uh, not only can you join the club, but we, you can see there's a bunch of personalized gifts that we can send, uh, you can order that we can send to someone, even customize those with their names and bundle it with different types of, uh, wine accessories. And, and one of the things that we wanted to do is, is make it experiential. So you'll notice this wine crate sitting in front of me. When the wines are received to the home, we had these, we wanted it to feel, you know, very vintage. And because Nashville has a history in timber, these are handmade wooden crates that are fire branded. This one has the Foolish Club on the side. It has a skyline burned into the wood on, on this side. And the top, of course, it has the Titans fireball. But when you receive this, these crates are, we, we, we painstakingly, uh, um, uh, you know, pack these crates. So if you're in the club, you have the opportunity to pick what wines come into this six bottle crate or a three bottle crate. Um, we nestle them in wood wool. We actually screw down the lids and these crates become amazing keepsakes to display in your home or I've seen people make furniture out of them or, or they, you know, we provide hinges in there as well. So they can be a great box. So there's just a lot of things within the wine program that we've tried to do all the little touches um, and tie it into the history of Nashville. Yeah, it's true. We actually, we have one as like a centerpiece, like over on our, <laughs> over on our bookcase over there. So they're, they're definitely like, they are like centerpieces and they are works of art, which is like what you're saying. Like, how neat is that? Like what part of like wine clubs can you get where you get this like customized, like beautiful wine box and it's going to be a talking piece like in your house. Yeah. Yeah. It's really impressive when you receive that that package yeah. that you open up and you it see it feels that. really special and yeah. like really cool yep. so yeah we've loved yeah. that aspect yeah. of it so tell yeah. us a little bit about just kind of like the future i know you had mentioned that there was some new things that were going on yeah. i know you said something about tim mcgraw too and yes and yes. showed us so why don't you tell us a little bit about that sure absolutely so you'll see here there's a there's a yellowstone wine crate sitting next to me as well so Tim McGraw is a partner in the winery as well. And I know he's local there in Nashville. And that's one of the reasons, um, you know, he, he wanted to be involved in this, in, in the Foolish Club as well as Yellowstone. Um, his cousin, Adam, is, is also a partner. So that's kind of the connection. Um, Tim has a, a, a deep history in Napa. Um, you know, his, that's a lot of his family roots are there. And he wanted to get, you know, kind of back into that a little bit. So he came in as a partner. And as of that, of course, you know, he was part of the Yellowstone in 1883. So we worked with Tim and Paramount and 101 Studios um, and Taylor Sheridan to develop a, a wine brand for Yellowstone as well. And so we developed a wine crate for that as well. It's, it's a beautiful crate and we have a suite of wines. And we're trying to figure out how do you do Yellowstone at an elevated level? Um and so, you know, talking to Taylor and Tim, we decided there are some key animals of the ecosystem within in the Western wild, as well as Montana. 
And each one of those animals have parallels to either characters or themes in Yellowstone. So we have different wines that are named after animals that are, are, are part of that ecosystem. So the first release had, <coughs> pardon me, uh, the Bordeaux blend was called the bear. It just has a, a bear on the front label with the, with the Y. And then the backstory kind of tells you a little bit about the bear, the importance of that animal to the ecosystem. And, and then we allow the consumer to kind of take, to make the ties back to characters in the series. So I would say the bear would be because the bear is kind of the, the keeper is the keystone is a keystone species, kind of the keeper of the ecosystem. It's kind of like rip in the, in, in the series, right? So mm-hmm. he's kind of protecting uh, the, the Dutton ranch and the Duttons in general. Um, we have the bison, which is the one here in front of us, which, you know, has been roaming around Montana uh, and throughout the West since prehistoric times. It's been there the longest. So it's kind of, we kind of see that as John Dutton or the Duttons in general. We have the, <laughs> we have the crow, which is uh, the Pinot Noir in that series, which kind of ties to you know it's a herald of death. Everything is kind of going on in that uh, in that in that series. And the Chardonnay is called the Wolf, and the Wolf could be a variety of things. It could be Beth. <laughs> it, it could be the Duttons in general as a pack protecting themselves, or it's everyone trying to get the ranch from them, the pack of wolves that are circling the Dutton ranch. So we, we had a lot of fun with that brand, and that's a really cool one, I think, is uh, ties well to Nashville, too. And that's the reason I wanted to show it to you all, um, because of Tim's involvement in it. So did you guys have to get, like, the okay from, like, the show to, like, kind well, we of have... Yeah. yeah. So we, so we work directly with David Glasser, who's the CEO of one, one studios, Paramount, Taylor Sheridan and Tim. So we all collaborated oh my on, gosh. on developing the brand. Yeah. That is so cool. That's so cool. Yeah, okay. The, I feel like this is going to do really well too, because <laughs> I mean, there's so many fans of this show and like Tim McGraw and I don't know. I just think that that's like really neat. So how do people yeah. find, I mean, yeah. So, so the name of the of uh, the Yellowstone brand is called 1883 Reserve. We figured that's when it all began in the series in 1883. So, and then we're going to be celebrating not only 1883, the Yellowstone property, but 1923, any of the additional um, series that's been off it. The the wine club's going to celebrate that in different ways. But if you go to 1883 uh, Napa.com, uh, you'll find it up on the website there. So cool. Oh, man. Yeah. I had no idea Tim McGraw was even in, like, the wine game, like an owner. Yeah, you said yeah. he has ties to Napa. That's very yeah. cool. Wild. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. yeah. they Him and Faith seem like really down-to-earth people, too. Oh. I don't know. I mean, I've never met them, obviously, but just, like, stuff I've seen, it's like, okay, in the limelight, they're, they're very classy people, you know, yeah. and they also seem yeah. like very sweet people, too. Yeah. No, no, they are. They're, they're, they're great people. And, you know, it was interesting talking to Tim about, um, you know, his song, uh, Indian outlaw. Yeah. When that came out and how it wasn't well received at the beginning, but then he got the chance to sit down with the chiefs and, and then they accepted it. And anyway, some great, great, uh, great stories that were unfolded there, but yeah, this has been a great journey. We've, we, um, uh, Fairwinds Estate Winery, our brand is based upon kind of living in the moment and being on the water and sailing or boating. Uh, so a lot of our wines are, are named after kind of uh, old maritime, um, you know, seafaring terms, whether it's mainstay or dead reckoning or those kind of things. So we have a lot of different brands in our portfolio that will resonate with different folks. But 
The, the wine itself is all fantastic. We take a lot of pride in the wine. We did have a, a you know, I don't know if you heard about all the fires in Napa. Um, yeah. You know, over from 2018, 19 and 20. Well, in 20, I was I was up in Tahoe where I am today. And I got a call from our winemaker saying, hey, the uh, glass fire is getting really close to the winery. And I'm like, oh, geez. And that evening, I um, I heard uh, uh, our ring system going off saying, you know, broken window and tasting room, broken window here, roof hats ajar, you know, all the doors are open. I'm like, oh, gosh. Well, the glass fire came through and it burned down about 40,000 square feet of the buildings on the winery property. And luckily, we, all the wine was fine and vineyards, everything's fine, but our buildings burned. Uh, we, oh. have a we have a 25,000 square foot wine cave that's dug into our mountain. Uh, so that's where we kind of honkered a lot of the stuff in there that it was protected. But the next day I got a call from uh, uh, the captain of engine 559 which actually came out of Fremont, California. They were the only, there was so much going on up there. They were the only uh, fire truck that could really respond to what was burning. So much was on fire. It was like Armageddon and Napa that evening. And actually for the next couple few days. And um, he said, Hey, I'm really sorry. We couldn't save, you know, three of the buildings that burned. And I'm like, you know, what are you apologizing for here? You're risking your life. And he's probably been up for 72 hours straight fighting the fire. And he's like, you know, we we thought we had it, but we your pump house, you know, so we have wells on the property. The pump house burned down. Uh, they only had 500 gallons in the truck. And and so they're like it got to the point where the, the heat was so strong that the hoses were catching on fire and the hoses on top of the fire truck, the extra hoses. So they had to evacuate. Things were blowing up, you know, the propane. And when they got out on the main Silverado Trail, they looked back. And they saw the American flag flying over the burning winery on our flagpole. Uh. And they stopped, you know, with the lights flashing and smoke everywhere, looked at each other. And they're like, we have to go back in and save the American flag. So they, they, wow. they, they suited back up, put their lives in danger to go back to save the American flag. And he's like, I want to present that back to you because we're in the process of rebuilding the wine, the, you know, the facility. And it was just a really special moment. Wow. Yeah. And so they saved that flag and now you can put it up in the new yeah. facility. Absolutely. That's so, incredible. It's like a freaking movie. It is like a movie. <laughs> wow. And they captured they captured themselves on a video get, get taking down the American flag. Are you serious? Flames around them. It was it was really unbelievable. Wow. You know, that next wow. day that next day when they presented the flag back to us. They, uh, we had a 150 year old oak tree on the front of the property that burned down. And I mean, it was a massive tree. I mean, it must've been eight feet in diameter. It was just a beautiful oak, but it just, the fire got inside of it. And so it was, the tree was, had been cut down, you know, by the, by the, uh, uh Caltrans that was trying to clear for the power lines, but it was still smoldering. So they're like, Hey, you know, we should probably hit that with the fire hose while we're here. So they started to get out the hose and then they're like, Hey, do you want, do you want to spray the hose? And, you know, we'd all been crying after they gave the, the flag and then we are out there spraying. Then we got a big water fight with them. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. <laughs> it's like all the emotions we're crying yeah. and then we're, we're angry. We're sad. Now we're cracking up because we're, we're having a water fight. Wow. Right. And, and oh, then they're man. like, Hey, we like your Fairwind shirt, you know? And I'm like, Hey, I like your, your, uh, Cal your Fremont fire department shirt. So then we're taking off shirts, swapping shirts and hats and, <laughs> 
It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, but anyway, man. anyway, I, I do want to toast to all the first responders out there. Those, those men and yeah. women. Yeah, yeah. Cheers to that. Cheers to the first responders for sure. Cheers. That's amazing. I know that. I mean, we've we've honestly we haven't been to California, and we started, you know, the Nashville Wine Duo. We got married in November 2019, and then we started the Nashville Wine Duo January 2020. So, and then the pandemic hit like three months after we started the Nashville Wine Duo. And so, you know, he's been to California. So I not, we never have been. He's been, he's never been, you never been a wine country know, though. He's never in a wine country. No. But anyway, we started the whole wine journey and like throughout doing this, we've met so many people and obviously a lot from California and like just winemakers and people in the wine world. And they're just like, you need to go, you need to go, you need to go. And we really want to go, but it was just like all that going on. We just didn't feel like it was the right timing. Like we we yeah. wanted to go when we felt like we could like really experience it for like what it normally is, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, so it's same with like people that want to go to Disney World. Nobody, I mean, nobody really wanted to go when everyone was wearing masks and six feet apart and couldn't ride the rides normal and all that. It's like, if I'm going to go, I want to, you know, I want, I don't want to feel like it being, I want it to, I want to fully experience what, it, what wine country in California has um but i don't know it also seems like it's like you need a full a full person a person to help you plan the whole thing because everyone we talk to it's like it's this whole excursion and it's a lot and like for me and people we've talked to and maybe you can give light to this but i really want to go to places that don't feel pretentious yeah and i've heard from multiple people that say like there are so many places like that where it's like it's but it's often the off the beaten path the place that you don't think of and then you go to this place and it's like the most amazing place ever. But then a lot of the places that are these like, you know, big hyped up places, they're like, I actually liked the one that was like down the, down the road and not as many people were going to. I yeah. don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you think about that? Like if people are planning their trip to wine country, what would you suggest that they do? Well, I will tell you that. Um, sorry, I got a call coming in here. Um, so one of the great things about being in the Foolish Club or in the Yellowstone Club is that if you're in the Six Bottle Club, you get free tastings for you and up to six, you know, four four people or six people. Um, yeah. And so, it, you know, right now it's really difficult to get reservations and it costs, you know, a hundred bucks for a person to go tasting. And you get kind of a, I'd say not a great experience because they're kind of cranking people in and out there. So what we do is we have this beautiful wine cave. I mean, you can get lost in this thing. It's one of the largest in Napa Valley. And because the facility is in the process of being rebuilt, we're doing all our tastings in the wine cave. So when you guys do come out, you should definitely come out here. And <laughs> and one of the experiences that we can give is a really just a, a down-to-earth, you know, tasting with, you know, even from barrels in, in the wine cave with the sights and sm- smell. We always do kind of behind-the-scenes tour and, you know, we've had a lot of our even you know, Foolish Club members that have come, they've gone to Harlan, they've gone to all these high end places. And they always say that their the, the best visit they had was where they felt it was real, authentic. And, you know, uh, we can do something really special. But when you guys come out, I can definitely, well, of course, you'll be tasting at Fairwinds and the Foolish Club, but uh, we, uh, we can give some recommendations of some places to stay and some of the places that still have that authentic feel to them. And I think that's the where you can actually talk to the owners or the winemakers or people that, that have been worked there for, you know, 15, 20 years and they know their stuff. And you just get a you get an experience, not only wine, but also farm to table uh, culinary with some cheeses and 
Love and, that. Uh, you know, stuff that's grown locally that, that pairs well with the wine. And it's about, you know, making memories. And, and that's what we try to focus on. Well, and to be honest, Brandon, you seem very like you're so relatable and you're very down to earth. And I can tell you really love what you do and you care about it and you care about people. And I, you know, when we met you, I felt that I just, I think you have a great heart. And so definitely if we were to come visit, I think we would visit you and I trust you, like everything you're saying. I'm like, I trust this man because he's a good man. I know he is. So you're somebody that I, I think you, you wouldn't be a part of something unless, unless uh, you felt it was just a wonderful thing. So well, you're too um, kind. I, but... Your name on it, I think <laughs> I, I have a good feeling. Yes. So, yes. Yeah. I agree. Well, is there anything you want to tell everybody where they can find this, you know, and, you know social media? And, and well, yeah, tell us. Yeah. Well, just, just remind if, you, if you're interested in the Foolish Club, we will be out in Nashville and we're looking to get some of the wines and some of the, uh, some of the, uh, some nice restaurants in there in Nashville. Um, but if you're interested in just having wine shipped to you or joining the club, Go to foolishclub.com. Very simple. Um, you can purchase the wines right off the site. If you join the club, either the three or six bottle, you you get a 20% discount on the wines. Uh, we always send little cool gifts along with the wine shipments. And we will be doing special events at the Titans, like the events you guys went to, which was a release party for Sword and Shields, which I believe you're, you're drinking uh, this evening. Yes, we're uh, really enjoying it. And, and, so good. <laughs> and, and we have uh, Amy's Promise, which is, you know, Amy's, Amy Adams' promise to the city to not only bring a championship, but also do it with class and dignity. Uh, Victory, the, the champagne. These are like the champagne is, it's a brute. It's 50% Pinot Noir, 50% Chardonnay. It's made in the method Champenois. It'll rival anything you get from France, Epernay. Um, it's just a, it's, it's, it's a, it's, it's a real gem. So we have victory. We have, um, uh, rough and dress we, we came out with Jefferson street, which is part of that Bordeaux blend series. So we're celebrating different areas within the city of Nashville. We have a, our Cabernet is called miracle, which is, you know, for the famous play, uh, uh propelled the Titans, uh, in that historic season. Um, and we have some new labels coming out this fall. So if you join, not only you have access to the library wines, uh, you'll also have access to the new releases first. So that's that's about it. But hey, it's been great talking with you all. Oh, we love talking to you. Yeah. It's good to see you again. Yes, thank you so much for spending time with us and yeah, yeah, talking about just the Foolish Club and you and the wines and the history and it's just been really fun. Yeah, cheers to Brandon. Yeah, to the oh, Foolish cheers. Club. Yes, it's my, my wine's empty because it was so good. You got one sip left. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers. All right, all right, tight, tight.